Hello, everybody. My name is Sarah. And I'm Lola. And we are co-hosts of the show. No, no one else. else. And today we're doing another Reddit story, but it's a subreddit and it's called Explain to me like I'm five because we're fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. True. True. I uh, mean, I don't know about y'all, but I know I am. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm kind of like interrupting you here. But yeah, the subreddit is called Explain Like I'm Five. And as I was kind of, yep. you know, I was kind of picking things as Lola was beside me. And then, of course, she could just hear me beside. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. too. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I have a bunch saved and they're like really thought provoking questions. Uh, and I also because she read a couple of them to me, like the sub uh, the title of it. And I'm like, you know what? Let's stop because I want to react to them as you're telling me like live. So um, that's what's going to happen. And I have no idea besides like maybe two. I have no idea what she picked. So um, let's react to them and then uh, them explaining it to it to us as if we're fucking idiots um because sometimes we are you know sometimes we actually don't know the answer even though we think we know the answer but we don't yeah well and plus even like literally with there's like different things or like categories there's like chemistry physics mm -hmm. biology uh engineering i like, don't know none of all, that shit <laughs> no all those like different categories all of that is complex i don't know about y'all but i was the kind of student in school where when it came to like chemistry or it came to physics i sucked bio what the fuck is that no that's a lot alone. of memorization <laughs> that is a lot of memorization and a lot of complex stuff yeah. or engineering i didn't even want nope don't even think i hate about that. math you think i'm gonna like anything else <laughs> literally so with all these questions it's literally someone breaking it down to yeah. human terms so yeah. i think we'll be able to actually learn something today so are you are you smarter than a fifth grader <laughs> literally that's what this is explain it to me like i'm five <laughs> Are you oh, smarter God. than a five-year-old? <laughs> five-year-old. <laughs> Explain it and dumb it down. Yes. Dumb it down for me because we are not smart. Yeah, we're not all experts. No. So let's Maybe get you guys will learn something too. Or maybe you guys will teach us something. Maybe. Yeah. Shout maybe. out on Twitter, actually. Yes. yes. No one else underscore podcast? No one else podcast. You're close. No one else podcast. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> one of these days you'll get it right. It's not like we've been doing this for almost two years. Out what? I'll get it. I'll get it. Eventually. <laughs> one of these days. Anyway, so let's get into it. Yeah. So the first one, I did, this one was one of the ones that I did um, read to you at the okay. start. And it is, um, explain to me, explain like I'm five. Why can you buy parts and build a desk desktop PC, but there's no option to do this for a mobile phone? Real though. That's what I'm saying. That's what right? I'm saying. Why is it that we get like this manufactured phones? We don't know what the fuck's in them. Yeah. And they can they're like pre-built. They they're pre-built. So they can literally shit the bed whenever the companies want them to shit the bed. But then a whole ass PC, even though if you think about it, a phone is as expensive as a whole ass PC. It can be. Because a normal like new phone is like a thousand dollars pretty much. So why in a PC regularly, like if you get a gaming PC, it starts off at a thousand. Yeah. It can get higher than that. But a start off PC is as much as a phone. But why can we mix and match the PC parts, but, but not, not phone. our phone? So yeah. like they're screwing us over. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay. So, and so that was the question. And then the person who wrote this question wrote a little blurb underneath okay. it. So I'll read that. Uh, they said, if I don't like the pre-built computers for sale, I can buy an individual component and make as performant of a machine as I want with whatever yeah. monitors slash displays that I want. Right. If I don't like the pre-built phones on offer from OEMs, I'm pretty much out of luck yep. and just have to select the device with the least number of compromises as possible. Mm -hmm. Why isn't there an option to make a phone, quote unquote, build where you can select the display size, resolution, internal storage, CPU, battery size, camera, modules, etc. It you you know what you you know why? Because if you could do that, you don't need to buy another fucking phone. Oh, Apple would be screwed. That's why companies don't want to give you the luxury to do that. Because if you think about it, PCs when you build a good PC, it's gonna take a while for it to shit the bed unless you do some other bullshit to it years. it's gonna take years for it to actually be like you know what i'm complete like i'm done i'm dying by a new one right whereas for phones if you're able to customize every part of it you're especially storage if you're able to do that the companies would not run as they are right now hence why certain like models of phone like let's say iphone 13 or like iphone 12 or like 11 whatever you have to upgrade them because they're they quickly get old if they're if we're allowed to do whatever and like modify everything we're not gonna go back and buy another one every every new phone that comes out be real that's why they don't let us that's exactly why they don't let us it's a marketing thing I didn't even have to read anything. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lola just answered the question. I, I haven't even really read it. But if we did want to read, it yes. does uh, say that it's the same reason why there isn't a, quote, build your own laptop market. Um, phones and laptops need to be portable, which means that you can't have, quote, wasted space in the device. Mm -hmm. A desktop doesn't need to be portable. So you can have it stand. You Or sorry, you could. Bleh, so you, so you can use wow sorry my brain just like <laughs> flatline there so you can use standardized connections and mounting points and just have a bunch of space between those things so the end user can install and swap components easily yeah a laptop or phone has to be a non-standard designed circuit boards and connections in order for it to fit as much computing power and battery in as a small package as possible Flexibility and component swapping are sacrificed for portability. Mm. Stuff like airflow and heat transfer uh, has to be individually designed and tested for the whole phone or laptop by engineers. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, a desktop case has enough free space that it, you can slap on um, some fans that are oriented correctly and it'll cool just fine. Now, you see, I didn't know that part. Yeah. But like the company part is also right but it's just yeah, yeah where Sorry. you can't build your own phone because it needs to stay cool or yeah. else it's going to overheat yeah interesting and then there's the more you know. i know right the more you know the we're all you know. we're all learning today and then there is another person that replied to that and said the uh one they kind of made a list uh one the cost to assemble a phone from individual pieces would rapidly make it much more expensive than a pre-built Two, many of the important slash expensive pieces are soldered to soldered together. Soldered together. These might have some big words in it, so preface <laughs> that I might fuck up on my English, so it's fine. Um, three, many of the components only work with uh, sp certain brands and models of other components, so you can't mix and match them. Right. 
Four, they need to be a very specific shape and size to fit into a specific phone case. Mm. And five, uh, phone components need to be small. So you can't have a plethora of jacks and ports that are not used uh, there if there isn't space. So there is even less that you can customize if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. No, that does make sense. That makes sense. Jumping to another one. Mm -hmm. um, This is more about uh, economics and politics. Okay. This says, what actually happens when the economy crashes? It's kind of happening now. Literally Canada (laughs) as a whole. Oh, shit, dude. Literally Canada as a whole. Let's read what's happening. Yep. Because that'll make us understand our country better. Yeah. That our our economy is crashing. Yeah, it's really, it's at a downfall right now. And everything is at a high. Like our our prices are at a high, but our pay is garbage. Yes. Aside from the point, so let's learn about what happens when the economy crashes. A market crash is best, though, um, as of throwing a rock in water. Mm. There is usually one initial big event, in brackets, or a few of them, yeah. like the rock hitting the water. Right. That causes a big splash. Right. Simple terms. I like this so far. I like it, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. Big splash, imagery, big rock, hit water, go yeah. sploosh. Yeah. Um, then that will lead into a lot of other events from the ripples, such as ripples tipping over boats, there have been um, a really, uh, sorry, a few really big market crashes in history. In 2008, that crash was started due to a problem in the mortgage market where banks were handing out loans like candy to people who had no, really no business borrowing the amount of monies being lent. Right. Banks were then packing all of those loans and selling them as security investments to companies like Len Brothers or Bear Stearns or Merrill Lynch. When um, people inevitably didn't pay for those loans, the investors with all the companies tried to make out all of their money for fear that they wouldn't be paid back by those secured investments. Mm. As a result, a lot of the largest investment banks either went under or were purchased for bargain purchases. Um, In other words, huge losses. Mm. As a result, leading in general... Leading it, lending in general was reduced and the housing market dropped dramatically. In mm. other words, prices went down as demand collapsed. A number of banks fa- failed or had to be bailed out by the government and the economy slowed, oh, slowed way down. Mm. The impact reached almost every aspect of the economy as employment dropped, foreclosures were going to be everywhere, and those investment banks were funded by the worldwide money. So the crisis spread throughout the world. That led the most severe recession since the Great Depression. I want a big to differ about today, but that's besides the point. There are lots of different strategies to prepare, but remember at any given time, uh, many people will claim that the economy is about to crash and many people will claim it is doing just fine. Mm. It is not wise to rely on something you, quote, heard without being able to identify the reason why you think something will happen. If you did have a crystal ball, though, in brackets, or you could correctly predict a big scale crash event like the like depicting the movie The Big Short, um, the best place to have your money during a market crash is in cash or cash equivalents. In other words, gold until things pick back up again. Well, it's kind of like the big splash is COVID where 
everything kind of shut down and then people mm-hmm. were like worried okay i can't make money so and Biz- yeah businesses shut down were, yeah and they couldn't like they still had to pay their employers yeah. and stuff and yeah. yeah and then the government was dishing i don't know depending on where you live exactly. canada had like this like reserve fund yeah to so help the, pay for people the government ended up like supporting the people now that that whole thing kind of like is subside the government is like oh fuck i gave out too much money yeah so now i have to figure out how to make that money back hence why a lot of people are paying back what they received um and our wages are low and jobs aren't enough and people don't have fucking money yeah it sucks here (laughs) sometimes yes we're all broke and we are crying internally yeah please help not not me spending a lot of money today <laughs> literally we went we went out because you were getting some christmas gifts for people yeah, even yeah. though it's after christmas don't ask mm-hmm. um and yeah we were going out and then i ended up just getting soap today and then lola got a plethora of other things but i mean you also had christmas shopping to do for other people okay so i want to preface i don't celebrate christmas but yes. we did this thing at in at my work and then also with friends that they wanted to do like a friend miss kind of thing so i'm like you know what whatever it doesn't it's not like i believe the christmas but i'm down to participate in giving my friends gifts and stuff like that i love gift giving yeah have fun and you know so um yeah so we went out and i kind of dragged sarah to go places with me so we did that and it was eventful um i told sarah to slap me in the back of the head if i get ahead of myself and she did not do that and i got ahead of myself so (laughs) oopsies yeah i'm a grown woman i'm a grown woman i i i get i got paid today ditto me too i got paid today's payday so you know like we'll figure it out exactly it's fine it's fine it's fine fine. (laughs) um going on to the next one i'm excited about this one this says how navigation apps find the find a route so fast like if you go on if you go on google maps and you're like oh let's go to my mom's house you type in your mom's house and then all of a sudden boom it's there yeah and they they, give you an address they give you more than one they give you like three directions usually yeah Yeah. and then they then they give you exact times as to how long it's going to take to be there and they give you like oh this place has a crash or something it's yep kind of slow here yep 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 so um, this is what the preface is. Mm-hmm. This person says, I thought the traveling salesman problem, TSP, it's an NP hard problem in combinational uh, optimization. If so, how Google Maps or any other navigation app finds the best path from city A to city B so fast, even in the distance, even when the distance is quite large and the possible routes between the cities is huge. Mm. Valid. Um, here's the answer. TSP is finding the optimal optimal ordering of multiple stops to form a shortest round trip. Finding the best path from a single point A to a single point B is, ooh, I might butcher this. I apologize. Uh, Dijkstra's Dijkstra's. Okay. Sure. I'll go with that. D-I-J-K s-t-r-a no idea 
Sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna say You're it anymore. I'm gonna hurt it. myself. I'm gonna hurt myself trying to say it again. That person's algorithm in brackets or a variant such as a, uh, which is ooh. That's I. These are a lot of symbols. Uh, which is in O bracket straight line V squared straight line bracket whatever what that means. What are you reading? I just this. Oh okay. <laughs> that looks like some sort of math formula. And thus, most definitely not in NP. I'm sorry, that you didn't explain that to me like I'm five. I don't understand it. I have no idea. Hold on. Let me find another one because, <laughs> geez, a lot of people replied to this. Um, I want to find a Hold on. Here. You can calculate this kind of stuff ahead of time. For example, you calculate the shortest, approximately, path between every intersection and all intersections it directly connects to. Then you calculate the path from every intersection to every second intersection using the previously calculated paths. This becomes a, quote, shortcut that contains more granular paths. Continue doing this for larger and larger gaps. So then when I ask for the path between my closest intersection, which is trivial to locate, and the closest intersection to my location, I receive the shortcut that is calculated ahead of time. And then I just unpack it to the smaller shortcuts until I reach the actual roads to take. Obviously, this takes a long time, but you can optimize some of it um, by tr only trying to find the approximately best 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 path best path um, every time, as well as pruning searches that can't be faster due to already being longer than than an existing candidate, or by traveling to a certain distance in the quote wrong direction. So you know what? I didn't really learn much, but okay. Yeah, the, the, I don't know if some computer genius understood any of that, but I it kind of went up and over my head. Honestly, for me, like, I, I don't know about you, Sarah, but whenever we go somewhere, I normally just need to go there once. So normally I use Google Maps, whatever, once. And the second time I know where I'm going. And I don't know how, how that works, but it just works. Mm -hmm. And I know for you, like, it takes you forever to find, like, the, for you... Because when you first came to my house, did it take you for a while to use like Google Maps to get to my house in order for you to it retain in your brain? Yeah, it took probably a couple months of me driving that same route over mm. and over again for mm. me to memorize it. Yeah. By the way, total side note, um, I read and I kind of skimmed through the another reply mm. and I think it actually makes more sense than okay. the other ones. Go ahead. So this other one says, as others have said, computers can are stupid quick. They can do a billion of calculations in one second. Simple, simple algorithms can get the route in no time. It's not your phone doing it. It's Google's much more powerful computers. Your phone tells Google what to calculate and it figures it out and then sends the results back to your phone. They will also shortcut with some data that they already have from all the hundreds of thousands of drivers that are also taking similar routes or using different parts of the route that you need. Uh, also, it isn't perfect. I'll put Google Maps on leaving work to avoid accidents or whatever, and it'll say turn left here and my arrival time is 5.15 p.m. I'll say nah, I'll go straight, and it recalculates and says uh, 5.14 for arrival. One thing that isn't said here yet is that Google and cities slash municipalities slash countries, etc. also trade data. Uh, cities will give Google data on road closures, new maps, construction, etc., this helps Google have accurate maps and know of any road closures. Conversely, Google will also give the cities data on volumes and congestion based on what they're receiving from the drivers. That's it. 
I guess it makes sense because when you are using Google Maps, whatever, they say share your location or like yeah. I'm allowed to access your location and whatever that kind of like is collecting data. Yeah. And as you're going to these places. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And even I notice, I mean, considering I drive and I use Google Maps around the city here, um, even when I'm driving, mm -hmm. I'll be driving, doing my thing on the highway. And then there will be, for example, like a... Um, like a what the fuck are they called construction road closed it's it's like a traffic like the the speed radar you oh, okay, okay a speed okay. trap i think is what that is i think it's what it's called but it's basically a policeman yeah. sitting on a bridge and then he gets his radar gun and zap not zaps you but he'll he'll <laughs> zaps you he'll zap you you're in the car he zaps you you get <laughs> That sounds like some sort of fucking, he sounds like some sort of uh, superhero with electricity superpowers. He zaps you so you can he drive uses, off the He uses his radar gun and zaps you. <laughs> he uses the radar gun to get your speed and then can give you a ticket that way. So it's like, and even on Google Maps, it would be like, it would, a little bling would come yeah. up saying, ding, ding speed trap up ahead. And then a little blurb at the bottom would pop up saying, oh, speed speed cameras ahead That's yeah or says. something yeah speed camera speed trap whatever it is speed trap ahead <laughs> i'm pretty sure speed trap is the people like the cars like people sitting in the cars and then the you don't yeah, whatever no. i know what i mean i know what i mean but I anyway the um but then the blurb would come up and then it would say is it still there mm -hmm. and then you click yes or no so and then or like, for example, considering kind of what that guy was saying with like people inputting yeah. all that information to Google, I'm sure if there's because there is a way for you to like, let's just say if an accident happens on the highway yeah. and traffic has slowed right down, you can input that mm. on there. So and then I then that way people can people also using Google Maps will know that. So it's basically collecting data every millisecond i think so yeah no that matter where you are because other people take the same route that, yeah, makes sense. that makes sense okay this is an interesting one mm -hmm. this kind of actually talking about roads and okay. driving okay how does traffic actually form <laughs> like you just know? drive <laughs> no 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 it's funny because like traffic in different places are completely different and like there's actually a language when it comes to driving and like people don't know this but it's it's true there's a like it's a whole language of its own so for example in canada we have a completely different language when it comes to traffic we have the lights so we stop we have the stop sign so we stop we have different signals that tell us what to do right however <laughs> If you go to another country, for example, my country, there is traffic lights. There are this, there are that. There's everything that people should follow, but they don't give a fuck about it. They're like, oh, this is this is red. Oh, it's saying maybe you should stop. <laughs> it's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. <laughs> it's telling you eh, if you want to, you, if you, you can, feel like it, if you want to stop, you can. But if you're late for work, blow right past it. But you know what's crazy? Even though, I don't know about now, but when I went back home, um, my second home, <laughs> when I went back there, it it was a completely different environment and different language when it came to, you know, traffic. I don't know if that's changed, maybe, but the traffic was 
continuing. It wasn't like nobody was getting into a crash. Yeah. Even though people are just doing their own thing, there there isn't a lane there, but people are driving there. It still was flowing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like in Canada or any like Western society, if someone was to do something, you lose your mind, right? Yeah. You stop, you yell at them, or you're in your car yelling at nothing because no one can fucking hear you, by the way. Um, when you're screaming in your car thinking the other person can hear you, they can't. Um, so chill they out. Can't. Chill out just saying. Um, and that's that's to you, Lola. Chill out when you're driving. Relax with the road rage. Um, but when 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 things like that happen here, if they miss miss a turn, if they forget their blinkers, whatever, whatever, we lose our mind. Yeah. Right? And there's like an actual like delay in traffic when that shit happens. But when it's like back home and stuff like that, there is a whole different language. And people are continuing their day. They're like chilled out. They're like, okay, well, this person took the wrong turn. Ah, at least they didn't get into a crash, which is so fascinating to me. But what is the little blurb? So there has been multiple people. One of them linked a video um, to YouTube, but obviously copyright. I don't want to play the video. So I'll just read you what people have said. Um, One says, when you drive, you need to leave a certain amount of space between you and the car in front of you so you can safely brake when needed. That's Uh, optional in different countries, but okay. (laughs) I mean, it's highly recommended so you don't die, but that's besides the point. Uh, The slower you go, the less space you need to leave. This means at a given speed, there is a maximum number of vehicles that can drive per mile of road per lane. As more vehicles enter the road, the slower everyone needs to make room. And then another one says, you can't keep driving because hitting the car in front of you isn't okay. (laughs) Valid. Um, (laughs) Oh, is that a wall I see? I'm going to drive through it. Gas is on the right. Uh, and then it says the faster the cars move, the more space you need between them and fewer cars per mile. Uh, when the cars are stopped next to each other, you get a lot of cars per mile. The road's capacity is, quote, cars per mile times, quote, miles per hour. There is an optimum speed, but people prefer to go faster. Um, they go faster, increasing the cars per mile until the cars have to slow down to be safe interesting um (laughs) this one i just caught caught my attention because of the all caps this one says i can't explain it i can't explain it like i'm five but i've picked up some tips over the years and it and most of it comes down to all caps stop hitting your fucking brakes so much (laughs) it uh this person has road rage just like me (laughs) yes i can sense it through the screen then they say, if traffic is slow, go slow. If your car, if there are cars in front of you, slow down, do the same. Or sorry, if the cars in front of you slow down, do the same. If they open up, you can see a way, uh, uh, see a way that traffic is still stopped, go slow. Um, the closer you are to the car in front of you, the more you have to brake and the more you brake, the more the people behind you brake as a reaction and the snowballs into a jam. that's pretty much it that is right on the nose 100% or like when people are driving in the fast lane but they're slow as shit or when they jump in front of you thinking you're slow but then they go slow as shit like get the fuck 
out of my lane then. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. If I'm going fast and you proceed to jump in my lane and then slow the fuck down, I want to rip my hair out. Because <laughs> I'm facts, like, facts. I'm like, how in the world are you going to get in front of me and, and then slow down? Facts. Who told you to do that? I'm sorry, but like, if you're fucking slow, stay in the slow lane. Hence why sometimes I'd be jumping, jumping lanes. Yeah. I do it safely, just so <laughs> you guys know. Um, but sometimes I jump lanes quite a bit because when they jump in front of me and they're slow, I lose my shit. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Especially if I'm like rushing or like I'm crunch for time like oh shit i gotta get to work yeah whatever and they jump in front of me and they just proceed to slow down i i want to proceed to choke them out <laughs> just i'm just saying <laughs> very true very true um but on moving on to a more happier note rather than lola wanting to kill anyone that has a car um girl shout that's you too <laughs> maybe maybe the silence says a lot the silence is too loud Anyway, so the next one, you know, this is kind of I've thought this more when I was a kid. Okay. But this is kind of stupid. Okay. Um <laughs> it's kind of stupid. But it it's relevant cuz I've thought it at one point. Okay. Uh where do people who work in middle of nowhere gas stations and establishments live? Yo. <laughs> Yo. Cuz for example, like where because remember back when we did our road trip yeah, yeah, so yeah. when we did our road trip from the city we're at to my old hometown it's a two-hour drive yeah and at the 45 minute mark there is a random gas station in the middle of nowhere where do they live yo i never thought of it like that right. now so i'm right, thinking of it like right? that probably a little farm off the distance i mean they, I i'm assuming they have a car I they hope got so. they got there somehow unless they walked but that would be a long ass walk <laughs> yo that's actually wild or do they live in there in the in the gas station do they have like a little a area lot? yo imagine what okay is it like people that actually own the gas station that work there i guess it depends or is it like their family member it might and be hence family. why they like live there Hold on. Let, Interesting. <laughs> let's let's debunk this. Let's see what people on the internet have to 21 say. 21 questions right there. <laughs> Literally. We just asked 30 of them. Uh, this person says, anywhere. <laughs> wow, Captain Obvious. You're so helpful. <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> that, that's, that's an answer we would give. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly. Anywhere. Anywhere. I know someone who works at a gas station like that. She lives about 10 miles away on a farm. She drives to work like most people do wow captain obvious no wow. no she like ran there she ran <laughs> she used a pogo stick to jump over there <laughs> she took her horse just so you know <laughs> I can't um and then someone else said it feels the middle of nowhere to you but if you zoom out on the map uh, if you zoom out on the map a little you'll realize there is at least one small town nearby yo that makes sense wow baffling baffling my, my brain i see that just exploded yeah and then another person said in my limited experience of talking to the people they live somewhere nearby mm. they're usually um they're usually by towns or in some housing yeah or you know how thousands and thousands of thousands of um people work in cities such as boston and new york they drive to work sometimes 30 plus miles mm. same things happen 
Same thing happens in the country. They live close by in brackets. You're not paying attention and don't see the roads or they're behind the lines of trees of the interstate or they commute. So basically, there's that makes probably sense, a small town somewhere. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like if you lived in one side of the city and then you're driving to another side of the city to get to your work. It kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So that that actually kind of answered that. We're, we just need to zoom out a little bit and that there's a little town somewhere. We just need to not be stupid. Like and here we are being like, they live upstairs. They live in the gas station upstairs. They live in the middle of nowhere. They have a tent out back. We're just fucking idiots. We fucking not need to be stupid for five seconds. Thank you. We're just fucking idiots. Here's another good one. This is biology related. Oh, so we're, we're continuing to be stupid. Okay. Yes. This, we still have another like half an hour of stupidity. Okay. We are, we're not done yet. Bear with us. Bear with us. Yeah. So this biology question says, why does burping make such a raspy sound and not like a breath-like sigh? Instead of a, it's a, or like whatever, whatever it is. I could burp on command, but I don't think anyone wants to hear that. So, but no, that's a good point though. Like why? And then this person said, um, try as I might, only rarely does the air come out quietly. Anyone knows what the deal is uh, psychology wise. Um, And this person said, your esophagus, the food pipe, is a really floppy muscular tube. Your trachea, the windpipe, is a very tough and rigid tube that. Ha- <laughs> I think this this just clicked because when you breathe, it's in one tube. But when you eat food, it goes down another tube. OK, you know what? I think I get it. OK, let's continue on, though, because I only half read that in my brain. I'm like, I get it, but maybe I don't. Your esophagus, the windpipe, is a really floppy muscular tube. Your trachea, the windpipe, is a very tough and rigid tube held up by rings of cartilage, and it's got your larynx on it so that you can use to control this when the sound comes in and out. When you push air up through the esophagus, it sounds raspy because it's much like making a fart noise through deflating a kind of wet balloon, whereas when you <laughs> breathe, it's like blowing air through a plastic straw. I like the analogy right I there. I like the analogy too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, but then what? why does hiccups hurt sometimes, but burping doesn't? Hiccups <laughs> hurt? Sometimes they hurt. I when mean, you I do feel, too much of it, like when like you hiccup just, too much, it hurts. Well, I feel like because it's, you're like inhaling. Because when you hiccup, if when you hiccup, when you hiccup, you go <laughs> Like where you're inhaling, where when you're burping, you're exhaling. Okay. So I feel like when you're inhaling, your diaphragm is working harder to contract. I hate hiccups, by the way. (laughs) I can see that. Let's just let's just put that out in the world. I don't like hiccups. I don't think a lot of people like hiccups. Wow. That was the wet balloon. You know what? That was I was speaking, lady. (laughs) Oh 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 oh. As I was speaking, she interrupts me more. Thank you. I turn on my fucking TV on accident. I tip my water over. It starts rolling soon to be off the table. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then my TV's like, hello. I want to turn on. No, no, no. This is what she did. She interrupted me. Then she did it again. Then she did. Leave me alone. What the fuck? I just <laughs> dropped my water. Anyways, continue. 
So basically, that's it for that one. Because, yeah, and then another person said, becomes a cum, becomes, <laughs> becomes a cum. <laughs> what? I can't. I need to stop. I need to go home. <laughs> I need to go home even though I'm already at home. Um, Excuse us for being fucking idiots. Uh, let's continue. <laughs> because it comes. <laughs> because it comes from your belly and not your lungs. Air is not supposed to go there, so it gets forced out. Okay, fair. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, next one. <laughs> next one. Um, Why do we swing our arms while walking? Momentum. Momentum. No, but okay, same same thing then. Why do we do that when we're running? Why are we swinging our arms when we're running? <laughs> it would look weird if we didn't move them at Mo- all. <laughs> Momentum. Like imagine running like <laughs> Olympic speeds and your arms are just <laughs> at your sides, not moving <laughs> at all. But honestly, though, imagine, imagine, we don't always like when we're walking, we don't always move our arms. So what? I don't (laughs) hold on. Okay, let's get into this before we start imagining your favorite (laughs) Olympic athlete running with their arms at their side, glued to their sides. Okay, you guys, um, have you watched Attack on Titan? If you haven't, um, you should watch some episodes. Or you literally about the fucking oh god, what are they called? The Titans. Yes, the Titans. It literally reminded me of one of the Titans. Where they just, just run with their arms like loosey goosey. Yep, yep. If you have no idea what we're talking about, just go onto YouTube and search up like Attack on Titan, Attack no. on Titan, Titan running. Yes, yes. Attack on Titan, Titan running. T I T A N. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, so why do we swing our arms while we're walking? Uh, first reply says, for balance, it ha- it helps offset the shift in our center of gravity when we move our legs out from under us. Ah. Uh. <laughs> what? Ah. Uh. <laughs> what? Is, what? What? Jesus. No, 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 no. That, that realization. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, that's why we instinctively uh, swing our arms while walking and running. In fact, long distance runners have to train themselves not to swing their arms as much while running in order to conserve stamina. Ooh. Oh, well, they just run with their arms at their sides. <laughs> exactly like we were saying. Yo, I guess it takes it does take more energy to do both. Yeah. Right. Because you're 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 moving your core a lot more if you're doing both. Like, yeah. And especially if you're going long distance running. So it makes sense. You know, it's funny. Um, your reaction to it. It's like I'm quiet and I react. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're you're verbal. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I just realized that. No, ah. that was cute. That was cute. OK. Um, and then another one here says you swing one arm to counteract the torque slash momentum for the opposite leg swinging. Uh, here's a demo you can do with a real five year old. Or just as a thought experiment, grab a broom handle or a long stick from the very end and try to raise and lower by bending your wrist. Do do this outside. It's fairly difficult. Now grab the broom handle in the middle and try to spin it back and forth. It's a lot easier to do. In the same amount of math. dizzy right there. <laughs> she's like- she's t- <laughs> you're I'm, just fake running. I, I, <laughs> I'm fake running and I got dizzy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we're sitting on our couch, if you could not r- recall that. Yeah, yeah. Damn, My couch. Why did I say I'm, our couch? 
because I'm here. You're here all the time. Because I'm here. You're here all the time. <laughs> I'm just living in your house. You didn't know that? You live under my sofa, I yeah. think. I think that's what it is. You live under my couch. So continuing on. Um, now grab the broom handle right in the middle and try to spin it back and forth. And it's a lot easier to do. It's the same amount of mass moving. So why? Because now it's counterbalanced. You are accelerating some of the mass in one direction, but the other half of the mass in the opposite direction. Mm. The momentum cancels out and you have to pr- provide mus- much less torque. Much less <laughs> torque. Anyway, well, never mind. Uh, well, your arm and leg swinging would be like two halves of a broomstick held in the middle. Mm. Some mass going on to the two opposing directions, more balanced forces, less torque. Mm. That makes sense. So like momentum. Yeah. Which momentum I've been and a combination of mental momentum and balance. And balance yeah. yeah. Well, technically what I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. This one, I'm kind of intrigued okay. to read. Um, this one says, why can we use a dirty sponge to clean dishes? A dirty sponge to... Because, like, think about it. When you clean dishes, you don't use one sponge per... That's so true. But then, okay, so then when you put soap, does that mean the sponge is clean now? I don't know. Or does that mean it's still dirty? Well, I mean, I don't know. Hold on. Let's <laughs> let's debunk this. <laughs> More questions. Because <laughs> it's a, the person who wrote this says, if we use the same sponge to wash dishes, then that sponge would get very dirty. And yet we can still wash dishes with this. Why is that? Uh, someone says, it depends on what you mean when you talk about sponge being dirty. If you mean spon- dirty with microbes, there's a few things to consider. One, the soap you use to clean the dishes is a detergent. Detergents can directly kill any microbes. So as the soap penetrates throughout the sponge, it will reduce the number and the vi- viability of microbes uh, picked up from the dirty dishes. Mm. Two, Microbes, especially bacteria, generally need a good substrate to replicate effectively. In dirty dishes, the food scraps serve as a good substrate. So in addition to one, uh, when you use the sponge to remove food matter from the dish, you also remove the microbes growth substrate. Sorry. Mm. So whatever microbes do remain on your dish after washing, they don't have a good substrate to grow on and are therefore unlikely to reach numbers that could cause cause illness via infection or release of toxins. Mm. Um, if you're talking about dirt from food scraps, most people rinse off the food scraps from the sponge before leaving it to dry. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. above points about microbes still apply here too. Mm-hmm. Of course, this isn't perfect, so it's good to switch new sponges regularly. Most Which... people would also see that sponges are soiled with food debris and would uh, toss the sponge rather than use it. Yes. Which makes sense. Because... Which makes sense. So basically the soap kills the microbes yeah so which like i said when you put the soap on there the sponge is clean now yeah um and then on top of that when you overuse a sponge and it looks dirty normally like this person said we throw it out and grab a new one yeah that's why we don't just buy one sponge and use it for the rest of our lives um and we have new ones all the time because yeah. when we see it super dirty and we see like, oh, it's like breaking apart, basically, um, maybe we should throw this out and get yeah. a new one. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, that one was interesting. Um, So it almost seems to be more of like the soap compartment you need to make sure you yeah. have opposed to the sponge part. Yeah, because normally when you I don't know how because you have a dishwasher and I yeah. and I wash my dishes with like manually. Right. 
And normally, whenever I use my sponge, um, I clean my sponge after. Like, I rinse it and, yep. like, I put a little bit of soap and, like, kind of squeegee it or whatever. Rinse it and then put it away. I don't just, with food on it, I don't just put it away. I yep. actually rinse it out on its own, you know? So, it's always clean. If you are dirty, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't use that word, but... <laughs> If you are, you know, putting it away without rinsing it, um, maybe you should get a new one. I don't know. Maybe that, at that point it is dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one, you know, this one is also a relevant one. Okay. One says, why do paper cuts hurt so much when it's a tiny cut? Real. Real. <laughs> oh, you like that one. <laughs> so real. It's crazy because. Also with with certain burns, right? So today I kind of fucked up and burnt my hand. Um, I was curling my hair and I burnt it. And I didn't think I burnt it like as much as I did until afterwards. It's the same fucking thing with paper cuts. But have you noticed certain parts of like your body when you get cut hurt more than others? Yes. So for example, between your fingers, mm -hmm. when you, those are the most frustrating painful cuts especially when you cut and then it starts itching yeah. because obviously your blood cells are trying to work on you just got injury um let me fix this right yeah. so and then it gets irritated and then it gets itchy oh my i hate paper cuts just so you know i, I had no idea i, I no idea. uh hate, hate them i hate them and certain parts of your body when they cut it hurts more like for example if it was just like my arm like the palm of my hand it doesn't hurt as much but in between your fucking fingers or like on your fingers themselves hurts it hurts so fucking bad i why okay let's figure it out okay uh this person says our hands have tons of nerves in them closely packed together those nerves are extremely sensitive a paper cut while small exposes millions of these sensitive nerves into the air this means that the main reason why paper cuts are usually very small and hurt so much in comparison to a large cut on our arm or leg. There's far fewer nerves on our arms and legs to feel with. To put it in perspective, uh, how many nerves there are in our hands, scroll down on this page until you get to the third model. That's what the blah, blah, blah. Um, and then another person said the paper acts as a saw blade and rips flesh and nerves. Contrast with this as a blade which cleanly cuts yo i never thought of it like neither that. did i wow so the no more you know so the more the reason why i hurt so much is because we're our flesh is literally getting ripped open not only that like we Jesus. have a, apparently we have a lot more nerves so we're yeah. cutting those nerves, nerves. Wow. Yeah, there you go fascinating the more you know the more you know i didn't i certainly didn't know that are we getting smarter i think so i feel my one singular brain cell <laughs> expanding <laughs> no I feel like somewhere in our brain, the two two nerves are touching. The two oh, nerves are touching. Oh, the the brain cells are like, oh oh oh, we're figuring it out. Okay, we we got we, it. we yep. have a connection now. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, this one. Um, I I was intrigued by this one. Okay. This is kind of like a, a I guess physics. I thought you were it kind of like a fuck you. I don't know why I would say that, but whatever. Okay. So the, the question is, if a body of water freezes, like okay. I guess an ocean, okay. does it freeze with the waves in place or straight? Yo. That's a good one, right? That is a good one. So let's get into it because I'm curious. I am curious. What the heck? Uh, says, 
Uh, water or anything really. Freezing is when the molecules stop moving. As waves are caused by movement, you couldn't freeze them in place. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sense. somehow make something that instantaneously stops molecules from moving, then yes, waves would stick in place. Mm. Mm. So I guess that's why sometimes waterfalls are like frozen, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. No, you know what? It's not like it's not like the movies where people have superpowers and they just freeze like things. A frozone from yeah, Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. Freeze. But even then, like when he froze certain things, they still fell. True. So like they didn't stay in True. like the mobile state that it is. Right. But I have another question. So obviously when things are below freezing, just the the surface of like, let's say a river is frozen, but underneath isn't. Why? Maybe because of the currents, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that it's that like underneath. Yeah, because I feel like the deeper you go in water, the warmer it'll get because it's getting right, closer right, to right, the right. core of the earth. Right, right, right. right and then right. so because it's warmer, it's kind of keeping the it's like a balance. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, on the surface level where it's cold on the surface, it's cold enough where it's below zero to freeze the top layer. Right. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. This next one. Okay. Um, this also, it doesn't deal with times, like uh, time change. Okay. That's also a valid point about why we have time change twice a year, about where that- we go back an hour or forward an hour. It's not in here. That's true, though. That is very true, though. That is valid. But this one says, how did we go about establishing time zones inter- internationally? So, for example, like, I don't know, over by Japan, mm. they're probably, even though it's like nine 9.30 at night for us, yeah. it's probably like 9 in the morning for them. That's true. Or it's like 3, it's like my, my or it's like three in the afternoon for them. Yeah. Where it's like a totally different time zone and like, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. So the answer says delegates from a bunch of countries, importantly, including all of the established and emerging powers, got together in Washington, D.C. on October 22nd, 1884 and decided that Greenwich is prime Medarian with times plus minus zero hours and all time zones radiate out from there. Mm. 150 years since, everyone still works by that ruling. Although countries have in that time changed and changed the shapes of the official zones within their borders, according to their desires. Some, like China, decided their entire country has one time zone, that of Beijing in their case. Interesting. So it seems like they all, these guys had a meeting back in, what was it, 1884? And they're like, let's make time zones. Mm. And they all said, yeah, sure. And then that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it was more professional than that. Oh, probably. I just like to dumb it down so us five-year-olds can understand it. No, you know what? You know what? Um, no, I was about to say something. And it kind of, whoop, gone. <laughs> Up and out of your brain. Well, um, this other one, I think about on the daily. Not on okay. the daily. I think about. Okay. How do traffic lights work? So this person said, I assume it's done automatically as we go through light, like not answer, but this is just a question that they added. So how do traffic lights work? I assume it's done automatically as to when lights go green and red in brackets, maybe not for busy intersections, Mm. but I, how is it known how much traffic there is and how long to keep it green? Mm. Is it a fixed amount of time or does it vary with the traffic levels? interesting yeah 
So the answer is, it used to be that it was fixed timers in a cycle. Within the cycle, there are points where it will check for pedestrians wanting to cross and add time for pedestrians to cross. However, newer lights, at least in the UK, have sensors to see if a pedestrian is on the road and extend the timer. They also have metal coils under the road and one immediately in front of the light and one further back. You will see a square bit of sealant when they are there. Mm. Um, these coils detect the change and imped, 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 e, I, mm, impedance due to the large amount of the metal above them. Mm. The lights can use, sorry, the lights can then use them to decide to change the order of the lights or extend the time reds and greens are on. Mm. Interesting. You know, another thing, though, too, I feel like I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever I'm driving and then whenever I'm at like a red light, right? And if I get closer to the line where it says this is the line to stop, it then, I don't know, it kind of triggers the whole like stop, like people walking, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it switches the light quicker. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a sensor. There has to be because by the sounds of it, they were talking about some sort of like a sensor. It has to be, right? It has because, to be. because if, if that's not the case, then why is it? And I've tried this, like I've experimented, okay? <laughs> I've tried this more than once where I just stayed back and seen like, okay, let's see how long it'll take for the, this is also when I didn't need to be anywhere. Um, and safely. Yeah. It was done safely. And, and safely. Um, so I stayed a little behind just to see how long it'll take for the light to change. And then other times I would go closer to the line where it triggers the whole like stop sign for people to walk and whatever. Yeah. And it goes quicker for that. And then it turns my light green faster. So I'm like, there has to be a I sensor. Feel, yeah. I feel like there's either a sensor like underneath or, yeah. it, or if it was like, for example, I know just down the road from me, there's a new intersection that was just put in. But of course the road was already built. So it's yeah. not like they could rip up the road and put something underneath. I feel like they might have like, a camera mm. above the light to act as that sensor mm. to kind of know as to when it needs to change. Because right. for example, like that light doesn't turn red for the main street unless there's people on that side road wanting to go in right. to the intersection. Right. Cause then nine times out of 10, it stays green. But then the odd time when there's people there, it finally turns red. Right. So I don't know. I feel like, it might be like if it's a brand new intersection might be a sensor underneath mm. kind of like what this person was saying or if not it might be like a camera sensor looking down or maybe right. some sort of vertical sensor that would go above the intersection like mm. kind of by the crosswalk i guess i don't really know i'm just kind of shooting in the dark here no that does make sense though yeah that does make sense should we make the next one our last one yeah yeah okay. um I think we'll end this one on a happy note. Uh, okay. Yeah, because this one says, why do carbs make us happy? You know what? So true, right? Like, so, why does eating a bowl of spaghetti make you feel so good? Or eating a loaf just of bread? bread. <laughs> <laughs> Literally both the same. Just bread. <laughs> Yo, bread. You guys just heard it for the first time. We do this a lot. Bread. No, not just bread. But we do this a lot. We say the same phrase. At the same time, we either giggle at the same time. We say, shut the fuck up at the same time. <laughs> We're one person, just so you know. Um, you guys didn't know, but this is actually one person talking to you. 
and yep. uh surprise this podcast is only one person instead of sarah and lola it's just slola <laughs> slola that that's our new slogan slola or lara lara or slola no slow yes yeah, slola slola or s- <laughs> shut the fuck up sorry <laughs> okay uh bread um bread carbs uh, carbs why do they make us happy i don't know i don't know either uh, there has to be like a ingredient that kind of like makes our taste buds kind of react to it i think so it's probably that let's let's go ahead and okay so getting into it it says um so the question is carbs why do carbs make us happy um the person kind of reiterating says basically the title why do we feel happy or happier when we eat carbs, for example, why does it why does people associate having a bowl of spaghetti to help when feeling depressed? Flair is biology, I guess. Thanks and happy holidays. Um, this person replied and said, for a bit more context, we get a dopamine hit when we eat carbs because long ago, finding a carb rich food source was like hitting the cal- lottery or sorry, the calorie lottery. And our brain wired itself to incentivize finding those food sources. You know what? That kind of makes sense. Because like, I guess it's when we didn't have a lot of rations, like we didn't have a lot of food and stuff. What we associated a lot of food with is like bread. Um, And with the more bread you have, the fuller you become, right? Yeah. Um, It's actually another thing like carbs make you fuller faster mm-hmm. you could have a little bit of it but you you feel fuller yeah whereas other foods you can have m- so much of it yet you still don't feel full yeah so it kind of makes sense it makes yeah. sense and then this other person replied and said our bo- our body evolved to like things that we need mm. feeling pleasure from eating certain foods is a result of that carbs are important for giving the body energy so we enjoy foods that have carbs in them mm. Unfortunately, these days we have easy access to carbs, so it means that we have to limit our intake. Mm-hmm. The less common food is in nature, the more we usually want to eat it. Uh, same thing with sugar, salt, and uh, any other, quote, bad dietary substance. It's rare enough to come across fresh fruit in nature that our brain is evolved to practically worship sugar so that we are motivated to eat it right then, in brackets, as well as important vitamins. Nowadays, we can get sugar on the whim. So once again, we just have to limit ourselves. That makes sense. And then the last person commented and said, uh, like most things, it boils down to evolution and survival of the fattest. Uh, I mean, fittest. (laughs) Uh, Carbohydrates are calorie-wise dense, which means that they're great sources of energy for all of your survival needs. For that reason, when your body senses them, it goes, quote, that's the good stuff right there, and releases a feel-good hormone, dopamine. Uh, this is also what makes calorie-dense foods like chips and cookies and candy quite literally addicting as they are all on the same receptors as some illicit drugs do. Very interesting. So yeah. it basically kind of gives us dopamine. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting. Very. Very. All right. Shall we end it? We shall. Did you want to plug? I can plug so we have two social medias our uh social medias are instagram and twitter and our instagram is no one else underscore podcast and our twitter is no one else podcast we have been a little quiet but 
by all means, we would love to engage with you guys and communicate with you guys. I, my brain, my brain. We are trying our best to communicate with you guys and kind of like interact. We're trying. However, like life gets busy and school work and, and life. And it's been the holidays. It's been, it's the, been holi- the holidays. How has your holidays been? Yes. How was your Christmas? Yeah. Let's catch up. Tell us on Twitter about how your holidays were. Mm-hmm. Mine were good. Very busy. Um, and this is going to be our last episode of 2023. Yeah. yeah. Wowza. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for next year's episode next year's episode boom love that yes. <laughs> we'll be in 2024 yeah wow <laughs> man in less than I a can't. week we'll be in 2024 i don't know Ooh. i don't know how i feel about that that's wild time flies i'm 23 already i'm gonna be turning 24 in less than a year Ooh. where's my quarter life crisis happening <laughs> it's happening right now in front of me <laughs> Yeah, you're watching my quarter life crisis happen right now. Like, oh fuck, I'm turning oh, 24. Wow. Anyways, you were getting distracted. Yeah. I hope you had a great holiday. Yes. I hope you had a good time. Yes. And uh, when you have your visit at New Year's with your friends or family, be sure to be safe. Drink responsibly, or don't drink at all. You're not forced to. Stay hydrated. Um, be safe. Yeah, that's the most important part. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you've listened to. No, no one else. else. Bye, Take guys. Care. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Bye. Bye. <laughs>